When the global supply chain is strained, one essential transportation network continues to keep the economy connected 24-7. That network is freight rail. We're increasing hiring and capacity, all while investing more than $20 billion per year into our network to improve reliability every day. We never stop working to better serve our customers because freight rail works. Hello out there, this is Cammie White and you're listening to Rushdown Radio. Hello and welcome. I'm Anthony. And I'm Michael. And welcome to another episode of Rush Die Radio, where we tell you why gaming is bad. Yikes. I thought it was supposed to be fun. It can be when they let it be. <laughs> but it isn't all bad. I mean, we, we got some fun stuff here and there. Yeah, even though this year's going to turn to like, <sighs> the oh, end of the world. A mess, man. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, as much as we like to use gaming as a bit of an escape, a bit. <laughs> I mean, these past few months, this oof. it's been a, it's been the only reason people live. Gaming Some people. has been thriving, yeah, on the outside, but internally, it's been whew. pretty bad. Um, so we've been playing lately. What's your games you been playing? Let's see. I'm still playing through uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. Ah, uh, yes, the better so, version. Because that that game is just long, man. Oh yeah. But then, on a whim, I decided I was going to play uh, Wolfenstein, the, the, the I, I don't want to say the old one, the one that isn't to the first one that okay. came on a PS4. Okay. And that game is really fun. Is it? Yes. Hmm. Is it really like violent? Do- yes. <laughs> it's like Doom, but you hate Nazis. Ah, okay. So, yeah, I've been pretty about that game lately. I see. I've also been playing through uh, Pokemon because they came out with a new expansion. Ah, uh, yes, the rest of the Pokes. Yeah, but I'm pretty. I've I've already finished it. With the um the Isle of Armor. Ah, uh, yeah, I I kind of played a a lot of it. <laughs> kind of already have everything now. So uh, you're pretty much done with your Pokedex for now. For now, until they add more Pokemon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Even though they didn't add my boy Garchomp. That's fine. He's coming. He's coming. <laughs> they gave me Scizor back, though. It's coming. Be patient. Shut up. <laughs> what are you playing? Let's see. I had to go through my entire, like, backlog of, like, go through stuff and just, like, delete stuff on my PS4 and just trade games that I'm not going to play anymore because it was just getting out of hand. I'm like, am I going to, do I care about this game? I'm like, no. Sometimes a little spring cleaning is important. I did a whole bunch of spring cleaning. I went through like at least 10 games. Like, yo, I ain't playing this. Delete or trade in. So now I'm playing Trials of Mana, which is actually really fun. Especially putting in Japanese voiceovers because the English ones are really weird and kind of awkward for some reason. Yeah, they, they range from awkward to bad. I don't know what the voice I'm not, I'm not going to ever blame voice actor. I'm going to blame the uh, voice director. Whoever told them that's how you're supposed to sound, because they, I don't know what that is. I feel like they were just like, just go ahead and talk, man. Just riff. Yeah, it's, it's weird. But the Japanese um, I was really good. I'm playing that and Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, because I need to play that game finally. And I think this version is probably the best version ever for it. Like, it's so crisp and just so. This is way better than the yeah. original. Plus, I mean, you get to hear the most iconic line. <laughs> don't say it. Now it's wrong time. Oh, God. Ryan is so stupid. Yeah, he's he's kind of a he's a dunk. He's, he's oh my god, he's a himbo. Look, <laughs> he's kind of there to just be a tank. He's a good tank. He's a good tank. But you um, know, let's see. Am I? Oh, I'm playing. Um, what's that? That indie game. Um, Super Crush KO. That game is so much fun. Super Crush. Mm, you have to show me that. Remember the one I posted? Oh, which is pretty much just Devil May Cry 2D. Because the whole purpose, the, pretty much the whole purpose of the game is you try and collect points by doing cool combos really? the whole way through. Well, it's fun. I, I love it. It was ten bucks. Well, getting that. Yeah, it was. It's it's so much fun. That's probably one of my favorite indie games to come out this year, probably. Well, but yeah, I have to give that a look. That's what I'm playing right now. 
All right, ready to go into the mess and the garbage? Aren't I always? <laughs> but hey, we we start off with something good, really good. Gun Vault Three. Woo! Now, those who don't know, I'm a Gun Vault fan because you know by proxy, I'm also a Mega Man fan. And well, let's yeah. face it, this is kind of just Mega Man in the future. I mean, it's Mega Man 2.0. It feels like. And so I've bought every Gun Vault game there is. Including that weird spinoff game, which is good, just really, really edgy. <laughs> so it means you have all, was it three? Yes, yeah, three games. Okay. I do have all three. They're on my system as we speak. Those games are hard. I, I well, so I'm not, I'm not like super good at like super fast 2D platformers anyway. So like making split decisions with 2D is like hard for me for some reason. Those boss fights are stupid, some of them. Yeah, I, I will admit that once once you see his boss fight, it's like, all right, this is stupid, but I know what I'm doing. That's kind of where I am with it. Like those two girls you had to fight? Ugh, I hate that boss fight. Ugh. I still don't know how I got through it because that was annoying. That was super annoying. But the game itself is gorgeous and it's fun and the sprites look really good. So And somehow they've gotten even better. Yeah. Because the way that game looks now amazing so i think the new one that they just announced has a new protagonist some girl with a sword yeah but she also looks like she has electric powers like gunvolt yeah they didn't go too much details yeah either about the game which i'm confused about because i was all they didn't really say this but i was always under the impression that you know one person had one power Uh, like because he has electric powers no one else has electric powers but i mean it's not something that's explicitly said i just yeah the way the story was written well yeah well, we'll definitely see once they actually give us a name for her, her background and story and stuff. Yeah, because I'm intrigued. Looks cool. Her deflecting bullets and stuff. That's so... Oh, that was so good! I think I was watching... This, this came out during the Bit Summit Gaiden, and they actually had Kev, uh, Kiji and Fune was talking about it. Like, I only want to do something different. I want to do something more melee-based and just try something new and you know, blah, blah, blah. Look at Kiji not being a scam artist. <laughs> I mean, he still pulled the biggest scam of the century. Spite. the nerve to not finish the Kickstarter, <laughs> then be like, here's another one. <laughs> Those videos were so different. Okay, Jinafune. Alright, let's move on before we start talking about him for a minute. <laughs> so now, the new Games Plus Expo? Yep. Ugh. Wasn't that great. <laughs> wasn't that great at all i thought this was mainly just like a dump of all their visual novels and other obscure indie games people really don't care about that much that's like a probably a dedicated audience of like a small batch of people so yeah we were expecting like i think our expectations for the expo were way more than what they were given like sk was there like okay so we're expecting kof 15 and we didn't get that and which is whack Super whack. We haven't got a new anything about that game since they met that that JPEG from last year. Man, and it was just like a JPEG that just said it's in development. Yep, that's it. <laughs> like, can we get a character render? A car, some artwork, something. Bro, just give me Yori and some jeans or something. Give me something to work with. Some that would have been great, but no. I think the main highlight for this whole thing was like Falcom's little portion, which was um yeast. What's that? Eleven? No, that's nine. Use nine. Yeah, Nostrum. Um, Nostrum. Adele Nox. goes to jail. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> wow, that rhymed. <laughs> um, that game looks phenomenal. I can always play that. They don't have a release date for it. They said twenty twenty one, so that could be any time next year. Yeah. Surprisingly, so it's coming on the Switch too. I'm scared for the Switch nope. Uh, port. Nope. <laughs> Not even doing it. I play East Eight on the Switch, and um, y'all can see how I liked it. But yeah. for those who didn't see. No. Yeah, that didn't go very well. People who played that on the Switch are blissfully unaware of the fact that there is a PS4 version that runs at 60 frames per second. Oh, God. Looks way cleaner. Way. And runs way better. Yep. Like, I could, I might have been able to live with the fact that it was 30 frames, but it couldn't even keep me. It was chugging. Because there's so many enemies on the field at the same time. Like, there's so much going on in that game that. Keeping 60 frames per second or keeping consistent frame rate is really hard if your hardware isn't there to do it. So, so I'm not, 
I'm, I'm not even risking that one. We we are playing this on the PS4. Yeah, I am too. I'm gonna definitely go on PS4. Wonder what he did to get sent to jail, but you know, he probably just you know happenstance. You know, he probably was in the wrong place at the wrong time, as he always is. I can see that. <laughs> he always in the wrong place, wrong time. Bad things happen to him all the time. Like that poor guy. That's cursed. He is very cursed. Now he's even more cursed because he's got a whole like devil may cry form. <laughs> Oh, the edge for yes, <laughs> which is gonna be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, but yeah, the new games plus was kind of like really mid and didn't really show a whole bunch. They gave us a release date for Treasure Cold Steel Four, which I'm excited about. It felt like this was just pretty much Nis America flexing that they're like a big company in comparison to everybody else. Because they even had the guy who does the voice actor for Reign as the main announcer for the whole thing. It was kind of weird. What a flex. Very much a flex. Um, all right. One thing that's not on our list I just thought about was um Tales of Arise. They just announced that it's not coming out this year. They had a whole bunch a big statement saying that they can't in good con well not bring good con, but they just can't develop it in time for this year. So they're gonna come out on a later date saying when's gonna be the next release date. I want to be mad, but I understand not wanting to impose crunch yeah, on them. Especially with this whole pandemic still going on, too. Kind of sad. I wish we could have got a, another trailer or something. Like, it's not coming so, out, but here's this trailer. So I am sad, but I'm not angry. Yeah. There will be plenty to play before then, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely. Like, there's games coming out every week now. Especially since... They know people are at home more than they ever been. Like, you know what? Let's get these games out. <sighs> I wait patiently for you. All right. So let's talk about some more meteor stuff. That's all the fluff. Everything from here on out is like not fluff. So we had an interesting video come out as of late discussing review scores from big publications and how the review process is done from a ex uh, IGN employee. What's her name? Uh, let me see. I've completely forgotten. It. I Because if you've been watching this at any part portion of time, you know my memory is trash. <laughs> her name is Alana Pierce. There we go. Alana Pierce. So she came out with a pretty lengthy video talking about how the review process is done how tens don't mean it's a perfect game, which is baffling. <laughs> how they see reviewing as reviewers and how they do it more for their peers than for the people watching and how they are apparently scared of people when they, because, you know, they, they feel like when they put out a game that and everybody already believes it's good, they have to say it's good. Or they receive backlash. Which I understand, but that shouldn't skew the way you review a game. Yeah. If a game is bad, you just gotta say it's bad. Yeah. Because if you say it's good and everybody finds out that it's bad, that's more harmful to your reputation. Oh, yeah. She's all trying to refute the whole claims that there's like people getting paid for review scores and stuff. Yeah. Because that's a pretty common um, thing that we all believe mm-hmm. that people pay for review scores. And, you know, of course, we could say we don't get paid for them because we're pretty small potatoes in this world of like IGNs and such. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think the most they get paid is like advertiser space and like free games yeah the only time we know there's like some shady stuff going on with review scores is game informer and gamestop we know what that's about yep that's just obvious because as we all know game informer is owned by gamestop so of course they're going to have review scores for games they want to push out and get people to play yep and want the games to sell a lot so they're like okay so <laughs> this game gets a 10 we want people to buy a whole bunch of these copies of this game Thankfully, nobody reads that, but hey. No. No. Like, when's the last time any of you guys read a game informant? Like, I still get them, but I don't ever read any of them. Yeah, I mean, I've skimmed, but... Because it's like, like now, game news is so readily available to where it's like, by the time this month's over, 
then they get this new book out we already know what the heck's not reading the book right i i got one the other day and it's like persona 5 royal gets a nine point what <laughs> you know how much of this i've played by the time i get this <laughs> like you've already done with the game by the time i get what? the review out i don't care anymore i already know it's good i mean yeah it's persona 5 it is royal edition or or the, how Final Fantasy Seven got an eight? Well, I've already come to that conclusion. The game's done. <laughs> We've already we're we're past that. Right, catch up. <laughs> I think one thing about review I did enjoy is that she was really open about how they do things at IGN and how pretty much the process isn't what people think it is. Like people are like, okay, you gotta change your score so we can get this ad revenue, like, which I think is fine. One thing that I did think was a little interesting was how the part where she said about them writing these reviews for their, their peers. That was a little alarming. Yeah, because then it's like, wow, they really don't care what we, the general people think, I guess. Like they're trying to like impress their their peers and colleagues and stuff versus actually deciding if this game's good or not, which is really alarming. Which, I don't think anybody's ever come to the conclusion of that, but being one of the biggest video game YouTube sites as of right now, it's hard to say, oh, I'm only writing this for my peers when you have so many people just waiting for your review. Like, people sitting waiting for IGN reviews. You can tell by the numbers. Yeah. But they have such a big reach and a huge platform, so... But you also said that people, like, the reviews don't matter to the actual sales of games at the same breath so it's kind of like people care about games they care about with the scores they get but it's not gonna be the end-all be-all for the actual sales for the game well i mean we knew that remember all that controversy around star wars battlefront 2? oh yeah it is still sold incredibly well even though ea said it was below expectations because yeah i hate ea but yeah a game could have like all types of controversy around it but still do well that's true Like we like when companies come out about crunch culture and stuff, that it doesn't mean that game's not about to sell well. Which is sad because it, it really is. Because you think about it, it's like, oh, this game was made from the sweat and tears and like actual trauma of people. Like all sorts of stuff came out about Naughty Dog in this production. Yeah. On top of that, all sorts of stuff came out about the leaks that nobody really liked. And it, I'm still seeing articles. Last of Us Two is breaking sales records. Yep. It's the most, it's the uh, fastest selling um, PS4 exclusive of all time. It outsold um, God of War and Spider-Man. We're at the point where we really don't need reviews because people are conditioned at this point to buy it at the, like at the day it comes out, pre-order it so you can get the game at 11 o'clock instead of midnight or just get the game as soon as possible and we'll give you this kind of bonus or that kind of bonus. Plus with the way people talk about games. Now, everybody wants to be in on the no, they want to beat the spoilers and be, they want to play the game before the spoilers get too rampant and out of control. We see a lot of that happen. We see it in movies. We see it in television. We see it in video games. So of course this game that has been building up years of hype behind it. I mean, it's it's been out since the yeah, it's been teased about for a long time, and it's like seven years separated from the first game. So of course, everybody's gonna want to run and get this game, despite review scores. Even still, it would have made more money because review scores have been nothing short of glowing. <laughs> so I, I I could see how review scores don't really matter in the in the grand scope of sales. Yeah, I think the way that the system they have is like, as far as like what scores actually mean. Now that was interesting to me. Like a ten doesn't mean a masterpiece. A nine and an eight, no, a seven is average. A six is below average, and five is mediocre. Now here's the thing, right? When you think of the word average. I think of middle of the road and the middle number is five. <laughs> oh, oh, they don't review those games. <laughs> if it gets a five, you'll probably make it to the site. 
Right, she did talk about how some games don't even make it up there as a video review because they're so bad. Yeah. I mean, I get that because I've seen, we've had games that was like, this is just too bad to even like review. I've had a couple of those. I'm sorry. Like, I'm just not even reviewing the game. It's just, it's just that bad. I'm kind of sitting on one right now, man. <laughs> like, this game you have me review on the Switch, this game is awful. Ooh. And it's very hard for me to want to review it. I understand. You might have to check that as one of those this couldn't be reviewed type things. Yeah, because that game is bad. <laughs> oh, I might talk about it later just so, you know, I'm not leaving people on the podcast like, well, what games are you talking about? Yeah, that's just rude. So I'll, I'll talk about it, but that game is bad, man. Um, What's next on our list of things to talk about? <laughs> Voice actors. And oh, how yeah. they are reprising their roles because they believe that black people should be voiced by black people all of the sudden. Just now this year, because, you know, Black Lives Matter is such a huge thing. So I'm like, oh, we should start being, you know, we should start being, you know, maybe good. black voices should be done by black voices. Right. Like all of a sudden now, like, this wasn't a thing, you know, last year, year before that. So I think one of the main ones that came out recently was the voice actress for one of the characters on um what's that show uh Big Mouth. She's like, oh, I'm going to resign from the role. I think it's probably better for an actual black person to do the role um, voice actor for this character. It's like, oh, okay, cool. That's cool. Yeah. I say we cancel that show anyway. Bro. I mean, true that. Um, and then there was the um Cleveland character from Family Guy. The guy who does his voice, who's a white person, um, he was like, you know, I'm gonna stop doing a, um, his voice because I think this should be done by a black person. Like, oh, really? You didn't think about that like what twenty years ago when his first show first started? What's amazing to me is that people are like thinking that this is gonna ruin their career or something. They are fine. They're fine. They're okay. <laughs> now, how does this c- coincide with video games? Well, people are starting to say like, oh, well, what about Phil Lamar, who is a prolific video game i mean he's like everything he does every type of like voice acting for just about everything because he's good and people like cite him as a person of color well a black person who's been doing characters like who weren't black i'm like well phil lamar is a very rare case first of all he's been doing this for like what 30 years almost like him and Cree summer have been doing this for a long time they have notable names like you can count on your hand probably a characters that you know are black and voiced by black people or characters that aren't black and voiced by black characters. At the top of my head, I can only think of two. Maybe. Th- I'm, well, I mean, yeah, we're going to count Kratos. So three. <laughs> three characters that are not at all black, but are voiced by black people. I can only think of three. The other two being uh, Bison and Street Fighter. Yep. But, 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 wait, no, two. I was confused for a second. There are two because I'm thinking of Balrog, who is black and voiced by a white person. Yep, which is my mistake. Weird to me. I, I didn't. I was like weird. I'm like, what? I didn't believe it at first. I'm like, no, it's not. And then I'm like, yeah, it's a white guy voicing him. So now it comes to the point where people are feeling like, oh, should we have only white characters voiced by white people and black characters voiced by black people? Like, no, what we should do is prioritize minorities in games to minority people. Prioritize, which means go out of your way to try to look for people who are black because there are plenty of people who are black who don't get voice acting jobs. And no, we're not talking about Johnny Ambosh. We're we, not. We, we know that man has done so much work, but we're not about to make him like the straw man here. Yeah. So what do you think is like the solution for this type of thing, especially in video games? Cause I know a lot of times video games have like people do roles for characters and they don't tell them who the character is till after they've gotten it. What? Yeah. Oh, you didn't know that? That's a no. pro practice. Yeah, most of the time they do like like I've let's see, this is like I've like what four interviews with voice actors. They don't know the character they're doing until after they got in the role. That's dumb. First of all, yeah. Like I w- so the way I've always thought it worked was okay. We're casting for X character, and 
you come in knowing that you're casting for X character. No, no, you don't know that. Wow. No, after the fact. That's dumb. Let's see. Stephanie Shea said that. Um, Mr. Bison said that. So uh, he came in not knowing he was going to. Who did he think he was going to voice? I don't know. I think he's voicing just some character for a video game. What? Yeah. They don't know until usually afterwards. Let's see. Laura Bailey didn't know she was going to be doing a black woman until after the character came out. For Get that. out of here, man. Yeah. Well, then the solution is a little easier <laughs> because I don't want to say, well, let black people do black people as if that, you know, because that's typecasting and that's equally as problematic. Mm-hmm. So hire more minorities. Yeah, that would work. <laughs> like the one thing, like saying I'm no longer voicing this character. Stop it. <laughs> go, go do your thing. Okay. We're not going to say that because that opens up the door of, well, if they didn't feel comfortable doing black people, black people shouldn't feel comfortable doing white people. No, 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 no. That's that's way different. No, 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 no. Y'all stop that right now. Get Be Mr. Cleveland. (laughs) Be that other character from that terrible show. Stop that. Stop this performative nonsense. It's so performative. It's just like, okay. Especially now, I think it's not even that popular anymore. It's like, okay, you bowing right, out like, now oh, all oh, times. Now. Oh, no, well, you're not going to be Cleveland and family guy. This might be a big deal like 10 years ago. Like, oh, okay, that's a move. Right. Now but, it's like, who really been watching Family Guy last like two or three years now? Straight up, if you were really that upset about it, you would have taken the role. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because you would have found out like a little bit later after you got it, like this is a black hair, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't take this. But no, you're like, oh, let me, I'm about to do it. So, like, you, you just chilled and was like, yeah, all right, let's do it. That's we such in a, the booth. That's such a huge barrier for black actors, anyway, as far as like voice actors. But there's so many barriers for them. But nah, you thought it was just going to be cool to just be a black person. <laughs> <laughs> and for a while, it was. I didn't know Cleveland was done by a white person until. I found out like a couple years ago. I was like, "Oh, okay," because I kind of assume in my brain I'm thinking, "Okay, black character. Let's just get a black actor to do the voice work for it." Because that's usually in my brain how things work, but that's not how the real world works sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, you're on there, buddy. Yeah, I was. I was. So hopefully the conversation around voice acting becomes a big deal and people start to like be more mindful of the people they're trying to hire and not just be like, let's just get this other person, this other white person to do this character like they've been doing. We would like it to be that way, but I am skeptical. For good reason. Very much for good reason. All right. What's next on our docket of things to discuss? Speaking of The Last of Us 2. Oh, no. <laughs> we understand that people love this game. Yeah. People like being sad. Yeah. People like this visceral action and gross, just, bleh. you know, it's all gory and sad and killing dogs and stuff, man. You crazy people. Yeah. However, what we aren't going to do is compare The Last of Us to incredibly powerful pieces of media. Like what? Like Schindler's List. Da, da, da. Apparently okay. that was a tweet. I need to know who said this exactly. I need to find him. All right, let's take a quick search of who said that The Last of Us 2 was comparable to Schindler's List. Uh-huh. Like of all the things, <laughs> I t- there I is. almost I- didn't believe it when I saw it. Like I, this had to be like a troll account. No, this is um done by Mister Jeff Kanata. Um, let's see, father, husband, actor, show host, DM, gamer, VR enthusiast. Okay, geeks and sneaks. That's his platform. What? The person that said it. Jeff Kanata. Is it like K-A-N-A-T-A? No, it's C-A-N-N-A-T-A. That's what? It might be Kanana and Kanata. I'm having a hard time with his person his last name, but who cares? The fact that he said this is really weird. 
Oh, here we go. In a medium where everything is John Wick, The Last of Us Part 2 is Schindler's List. And people took that and ran with it. And just like the film, there were times where I wasn't sure I could keep going. It's relentless emotional assault that I suspect will force even the most jaded gamer to feel empathy. This game is a work of art. Every aspect feels crafted in highest the highest level of visuals, audio, controls, animation, level design, performance. It's astounding and frequently beautiful with moments you could never find in video games. But I cannot overstate how harrowing it is. I like the memes, though. Like, <laughs> truly, Ikaruga is the I- Ellie Weasel's knight of schmups. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> or how Wii Sports Resort is the Sophie's Choice of <laughs> Even Jason Schreier. See, Bioshock's audio logs are a lot like the diary of Anne Frank. Okay, okay, okay. Now we're now we're going to Dangerous Church. <laughs> really? I know it's a meme and he's being sarcastic, but it's still like, wow. <laughs> Not now, diary of Anne Frank, though. Now, the vice president of uh, Naughty Dog, Ugh. Neil Druckmann took offense yeah he wouldn't be happy about this <clears throat> with all due respect i find these kind of ironic jokes to be unproductive at best we can do better with critical discourse especially by those of us with thousands of followers and especially about sensitive subject matter so in short do was mad yeah, pretty mad. Jason Schreier, uh, of course, had a bit of a go. Because he don't care. He really, he ain't <laughs> even part of this no more. <laughs> <laughs> it's bizarre to like, I get it. This whole exchange is bizarre. Oh, it was funny. I die laughing. Like, your whole bread and butter is tearing us down. <laughs> Cause you're calling, cause you're calling out something that's stupid. Like you come guys on. just always are here to make us feel bad. What about to make those people that work for you feel bad? How about them? How that crunch? Well, you all you ever do is say bad things about us, Jason Schwier. <laughs> <laughs> you always <laughs> write about the crunch, <laughs> and we just want to make games that make people feel sad. You are don't, terrible. Don't bully us, Jason <laughs> Schreier. And the Chad Schreier <laughs> says no. Not the Chad. The Chad Schreier. <laughs> Is everything okay over there? What? what you <laughs> mean? about the Chad Schreier. Ch- yes. <laughs> Something must be off today with you. He said the Chad Schreier. Look. I can't. I'm not always a fan of Jason Schreier, but when he does good work, he I mean, does good work. He do. Look, these are from the same people who said this game wasn't supposed to be fun. Okay. True. They're like, the last of us fun? You're supposed to be sad. You're supposed to be hit with oppressive feelings. Violence bad. Even though it's the only option. I really feel like the last of us two would have worked out fine if you were given an option to be non-lethal, but no. That's the only thing you have in this world is to be lethal. It's like you literally make a world of kill or be killed and then say violence bad. <laughs> Bro, what did you think? What are you thinking? So if you could compare a game that's grossly not comparable to each other, which one would you choose? Hmm. Truly, Street Fighter Five is Yikes. the fight club of our days. <laughs> See, I think I'm hard enough. You're right. I need to. I need to dig deep. Let's see. See, I was Ooh. real stupid. Ooh, Rocket League is truly the Remember the Titans <laughs> of our days. Yikes! I'm gonna say Trails of Cold Steel is the color purple of video games. Yo, <laughs> why? Wait, wait. Grand Theft Auto 3 is truly the godfather Yikes! of our times. <laughs> yes. Somebody actually did compare the godfather to some other game. Of 
a couple years did. ago. Of course they did. Why wouldn't they? Like, I love Young Guns to Death, but some of those gangs just don't have the same... They don't have the same caliber of death to be able to be in the same sense as a lot of these movies we're, we're even like talking about that are still talking about this very day that have so much like critical and like visceral impact on the people that watched it like the color purple like that movie to this day is still equitable to what's going on right now man like, the impact of that movie can still be felt yeah like I love Critical Steel I would never put them in the same thing as color purple or something like that like, never. That's, that's that's crazy like it's a video game, and like, people people want video games to be so on the same level as movies. Like y'all want these games to be art, and to some degree they are. But the storytelling isn't quite there, though. That's the problem. Oh man, they, I, I they just keep coming in my head. What, what, what you got now? Persona Five is truly the Breakfast Club <laughs> of our time. Wait, is it not? Well, there we go. We <laughs> That's actually a fair comparison. Is it? A breakfast Club to Persona 5? Hmm. Y'all let us know how y'all feel about that one. I don't think Breakfast Club is like that like culturally like significant as like Schindler's List. Okay. That I'll I'll accept. Because man, I gotta think of like movies that were like movies that changed the times. Yeah. Like something about like Martin Scorsese or something. Ah, yes, actual film, true man's film. Yes, not those those thrill rides that you that uh, Marvel be putting like, out. Not like the Avengers. Nah, true cinema. <laughs> true cinema that makes you feel. The only games that we can talk about that are even close to true cinema to true cinema. You know where I'm going with this, okay? David Cage. <laughs> Stop it! His games are true cinema. Are true emotional cinema. When I played Detroit Become Human, stop I didn't it. just stop play it. it. Stop it! I felt. Make it, it stop, please. I felt I'm asking emotion. You. I'm asking you so much. Just... I felt feeling. Oh my god! From that game, I felt what David Cage wanted me to feel. And what was that? Emotion. I hate you. <laughs> you just say emotion. <laughs> the word emotion just loses loses meaning to anything dealing with David Cage. What? The amount of times he says that one word. Well, emotion is the foundation <laughs> of his game. I hate it. What are games if not vehicles for emotion, Michael? Oh my god. Did you not feel things when you played games? Yes, did you... the trail series not make you feel? I mean, I cried a couple of more times than I wanted to Dude, this year. Bro. And The Last of Us Two made people feel. It's just none of them compare to Mister David Cage. God, I mean, David Cage can't even compare to David Cage. You're right. He's besting himself all the time. <laughs> you know, a game I think might be comparable to a good like. Hollywood film? What? L.A. Noir. I think that was probably a successful way to do that genre because that, that game that game is pretty good. That game is actually really well done. Like, I was like, oh, alright. That's where we're going. Because it took away some of the... I think this is the one that um had some of those tropes taken away. Like, if you keep asking the same person the same thing, they won't keep giving you the same answer. Yep. Like, stuff like that that makes it less gamey is how you start making experiences that aren't video game-ish. Yeah. But I feel like, why would you want to do that? You're making a video game. If you want to make a movie, go make, make a, a movie. <laughs> why can't you make an interactive movie, though? Because none of us can be David Cage. <sighs> You're right. And he did have Ellen Page in one of his movies, too. Exactly. Games. How can we possibly forget that? <laughs> he worked with Ellen Page. <laughs> Do you think you make masterpieces and not work with Ellen Page? True. Okay, let's have to move on to the next next topic. <laughs> While not nearly as pressing, we are definitely going to talk about that Pokemon Mobile Let's Pokemon go. Unite. Let's talk about that money making machine about to come out by Tencent. Y'all ain't even ready. Y'all not now, ready for this. I firmly believe that the game 
isn't getting the hate it's getting because of what it is. I think it's getting the hate because it isn't what people wanted it to be due to the expectations set by Nintendo, which I can understand. Nintendo puts out this entire direct full of cool stuff, something Pokemon Cafe, um, Pokemon brushing your teeth. But then they came out with Pokemon Snap and everybody was happy. So they say, oh, well, check this out. Next week, we're going to have a whole new game. It's going to be great. So everybody wakes for a week and everybody's like, oh, my God, this is going to be the cinema. Y'all was doing the most. This is going to be Let's Go Pokemon Gold and Silver. Y'all thought it was going to be Let's Go Johto or some stuff. Let's Go Johto. Y'all tried it. Y'all tried it. Maybe ninth gen. Y'all were doing too much. Pokemon Unite. A MOBA game. Another one for the pile of mobile MOBAs. But they're not Pokemon MOBAs, though. You're right. They're not. We could probably find one, but probably trash. Yeah, it's probably garbage. I mean, this one doesn't look that great. It'll look that great, but it's gonna make so much money. Oh, I'm I'm sure. I mean, you remember Pokemon Go like garbage too? That people love that game still. I mean, it looks better than it has been, though. I mean, I don't know. Now, when it first came out, it shouldn't have made as much money as it did. I, 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 it barely worked. The systems weren't that were in place weren't very great. Not it at was all. Very bare bones, but it was Pokemon in your pocket. And that's people people wanted. So now we got Pokemon five v five. I don't know who wanted it, but I'm sure people will play it because it exists. <sighs> I'm not one of those people who are like Pokemon Seno people or Jodo people. I knew we weren't gonna get a remake. I know we're not getting remakes or anything of the sort until they're done with completely with Pokemon Sword and Shield, which means after this DLC expansion, maybe we can talk about that. But you couldn't have told me that what I was going to get instead <laughs> was a MOBA. A money-making machine. Money. They're about to print money. A money-operated battle arena or a MOBA. <laughs> money-operated battle. Yes! <laughs> that is the perfect acronym for MOBAs. <laughs> yeah, basically. A money-operated battle arena. Because peop- I don't know what they're going to make you spend money on because it's apparently free to start. But I'm sure you're going to be paying for... Pokemon. S- yeah, Pokemon. Your champions. Um, different skins, like the shiny versions. Uh, <laughs> And they have so many Pokemon to choose. Oh from. yes, this is a good. If this game does it correctly, which I'm sure it will. I mean, ten cents behind it, they know how to make mobile games. Yep, people can play the game for a long. You know, have fucking tournaments for it. Oh my god, the pure amount of money it's going to generate is going to be crazy. <sighs> There's so many Pokemon out there. How many Pokemon up to now? Was a thousand or more? I am looking that up as we speak because I don't know numerically off the top of my head. Second so morning, probably like at least like twelve hundred right now. I don't think Sword and Shield added that many more. Like they they had some, but it's not. We're eight hundred ninety two. Okay, it's not bad. I thought it was a thousand by now. But we still got a couple more Pokemon coming out. Ah, okay. So I think they might round it off at like 900 sooner than later. So that means they have 900 different champions they can come out with <laughs> for this game. Yeah. Yeah. And then shiny versions for some of them. And yeah, it's going to make some decent money for them. I, uh, I feel like it's going to be a cheap game to make too. Like It looks like it's going to be that much like costly to produce this game. I don't think it's going to be either. I mean... They're not exactly using assets that look built from the ground up or anything. I, I mean, they, they might have to, like, skin some sprites, but that's about it. Yeah. Who knows well, how much, how many, like, frames Tencent got in the back burner from their other games. <laughs> like, so, I wonder how many games I can find if I go on the Play Store and just type in Tencent. Probably a lot. 
and I'm sure it's going to get a lot of people who are not even interested in MOBAs to play because people who are love, just love Pokemon are going to pick it up. And you got the people who love MOBAs are going to pick it up. Like, oh, cool, a Pokemon MOBA. See, I just typed in Tencent Games. And I'm not going to read them all off because there's there's a few here. But some of the notable ones, uh, PUBG Mobile. Okay. Arena of Valor. Chess Rush. <laughs> Chess Rush. World War Heroes. Hopeless Land Fight for Survival. <laughs> That's a title. Isn't it? <laughs> but then they have like other things like Tencent Technology, Tencent Games. Like if you just type in Tencent, you're gonna come through with a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean they're like a huge company in China, so. And that's just what I can get in the American one. If I had the Chinese stores, oh yeah, be probably quadruple that number. You know what? I should just go on Google and Google all their games. I don't even want to know how many they are. I just I know I want to know how many they are. I don't want to know all the names. It's probably a lot. Let's see. Christ, man! What? Their net income is ninety five point eight 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 billion yen. Yeah. Jeez, man! So much money. Flex. They want that Pokemon money too to add to that. They gonna get it. Yeah. Let's see. Honor Kings, Rena Valor. Of course, they got hands in League of Legends, Fortnite, Ring of Elysium, Call of Duty Online. Which is not in America. They, they they don't have a list, but they sure do have a lot of hands and a lot of stuff. Some stuff you would even know. Like apparently Tencent has full ownership of Riot Games. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, I remember that they had a story about that. Like I think either this year or last year that came out about it point is Tencent got resources but are they gonna use them to make the best game they can nope the best or the most cost effective the best for them exactly which is usually the most cost effective one they're gonna make it the most it's gonna they want to maximize money equal and they want to um they want to make sure they spend the least amount of money and make the most money like all right guys I'm only going to spend ten dollars a month on this <laughs> make something happen make it happen we need to quadruple this, but this money when we actually get their game out. Did but, they have a release date for um? United? Nope. Oh. They just said it's happening. Dang, it just year. exists. And what's good about this game being online and everything is probably easy to do like tournaments and stuff for it too. So they don't need to have people physically anywhere to play an online tournament. Now, while it may go under the radar for the more gamer conscious people casual people are going to be all over this oh definitely the people who know who Tencent are are going to avoid this because they're going to be like well Tencent's going to sell my information Yep. but the people who don't know that stuff which is the majority of people man that's where the money's going to come from mm-hmm. so we'll see how it goes um not going to lie I might play a round or two but it's a MOBA, so I know I'm not going to stick with it. Yeah, it's a team-based one at that. Exactly. I don't, you don't, you don't, I don't like do people. that. Well, I really don't. <laughs> it's like, you have a select few people you like, so it's, yeah. I don't do this team-based team game stuff with random. <laughs> I can't even come up with a good way to communicate with people. They want to do team-based MOBA games. Come on, man. Now. Last bit of business we have on the docket. Dun dun dun! This is a fun one. We all know who uh, Mr. Sean Layden is, right? Ex PlayStation executive. Yep. He doesn't think that the way the AAA industry is right now is sustainable, citing that games are too expensive to make, and the price of game development doubles with each console generation, approximately. So either costs have to come down. Or prices have to come up. But he also suggests just make shorter games. Yeah. Which I'm not opposed to. Because I don't think that time in a game is always equated to value of a game. Yeah. Like you can have long games. But if they're bad, they're bad. They're bad. 
Like, I'll take a 30-hour game that's well done over a game that's like 60 hours. Like, this is a trog to get through. Like, one of the criticisms The Last of Us 2 has right now is that they could have cut out the entire portion of Abby. (laughs) And they could have turned, like, a 25, 30-hour game to, like, 10 to 12 hours. And people would have loved it. Would they, though? Probably. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how gamers trademark think. Gamers. I think that... This is definitely a AAA game problem and not a, like, everybody else problem. Yeah, because indie games try to use their time and resources as effectively as possible. Yeah, there's money. The good ones, anyway. A lot of them just kind of churn out crap. Yeah. I can say that as an adult now playing games, I want quality of my time I'm using to put into these games. I don't want to be spending, like, 50 hours in the game's garbage or I'm not useful, like... That's just not a good game to me. Like, if it's going to be long, make sure it's good and long. Yeah. Like Hollow Knight. Ah, yes. Your 60 fave. hours in that game, and I don't regret a single hour. <laughs> you shouldn't. If it's good, you're going to keep playing. Man. I should play that on my way home. That was me and um, Trailer Cold Steel 3. That game was 145 hours. I was like, man, give me some more. Give me 30 more hours. I'll play more. They knew a good way of adding variety to a, a concept of a very linear game. It's like, all right, it's going to be linear. Oh, we're going to give you a whole bunch of stuff to do. You're going to play. We're going to give you some mechs fighting sometimes. We're going to give you some other stuff to do, some extra content, the main story. You're going to give you things to do to make this time worthwhile for the whole game. Yeah, but that's also not a AAA game. We're, we're, it's not. If we think of AAA games, I can think of games that are long but could have cut some stuff out. Or games that were good because they were shorter and more concise. Games that could cut stuff out would probably be Devil May Cry 5. I can I can do without some of those missions with Dante for specifically. Because some of those weren't that great. Christ. They were kind of mediocre. Y'all could have given those weapons to Nero and made him a better character. I don't understand why they give Nero such bare bones gameplay. Like the Rocket Fist gimmick is only fun after the first couple times. It really, and then they they break. That like, could have been cool if it didn't break. Why? That why didn't even exist. See, I could understand if y'all have arms that you have, and then you just unlock more arms as you go, which is what they still do, but they break. Yep. Which takes orbs away from your abilities and skills. Yep, and then you have to, like, get different cartridges with different, like, loadouts and stuff. Who wants to do it? That's dumb. As opposed to V, the Chad. <laughs> the Chad V. <laughs> who's like, look, just put orbs into my monsters. That's it. And they'll have cool new stuff to do. So it is written. <laughs> <laughs> I love V. That was such a great part just, of the game. Could've just given us a V game. Another big Yo. Game. I play it. Nah, y'all had to be like, you know what? Rocket Punch. Oh, and Dante? Motorcycle Sword. That thing was stupid. Oh my god. That was the most boring. Dante's whole part was boring to me. I kind of just did it because I had hyped up, man. But he was basically like the the old demon uncle that had to be there because it's a double made cry game. Demon uncle. (laughs) But yeah, they could have they could have took some stuff out of that game. It would have been probably a little bit better. I don't know, man. That that game, fun as it may be at some points, was like, y'all could have trimmed this down a little bit. Yeah, trim the fat. Because now they're trying to make it seem like we, the gamer, have to pay for this new technology they're using. Like, oh, well, you guys need to pay for, you know, these more expensive games we're having out now. The thing I've never understood as game development went on is, who asked for all this hyper-realization or all these super realistic graphics that make games look photorealistic. Who asked for that? Gamers did. I, what gamers? The gamers. Ugh. Gamers TM. It's like they set the expectation, then get mad at us for holding them to it. Like, these games are going to be photorealistic in 60 frames per second constant. And then they don't do it. And it's like, wow, gamers are really holding us to what we said? They're really holding us accountable. Wow. 
That's crazy. That's basically AAA development. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that. Because they need to tackle on that because they're trying to make as much money as possible. Because this would be cool if they weren't trying to give us all this DLC and stuff. They try to like DLC, put it after the fact. Microtransactions. Um, loot boxes, even though those are dying down, thankfully. Thank God. Um, all those free-to-play games with terrible economies. There's so many other avenues of money that they have that, of course, they don't want to talk about. They make more money out of DLC than they do actual gaming. Mm-hmm. Like That's crazy to me. You can see that in EA. You can see that in Activision. They make so much money. Yeah. EA prints money every time they put out a new sports game. Especially FIFA or like a other like Madden or Christ. Every time I see a person buy FIFA, my I'm just ugh. FIFA's I, such a worldwide game too. I wanna tell them don't buy that game. It's garbage. <laughs> you know I'm surprised that Final Fantasy Seven Remake didn't have like a whole bunch of microtransactions or a whole bunch of like DLC and stuff. It really could have. It could have oh god, it could have, especially with costumes alone. They could have been like, you can buy more costumes, or you could buy more material. I would have bought more costumes, though. Or you could buy experience boosters. Yo. The costumes I would have bought. No lie. If they told me I had Advent Children Cloud to buy, I would you know what? Screw it. I'm not going to. Look, I would have, too. It's not my favorite costume, I, but just the fact that it would be in that game. Or Advent Children Tifa's costume. Oh, definitely about that, too. Or average? Oh, that's right. She she didn't make it there. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she didn't make it there. Wow, you were terrible. You're horrible. Not as terrible as Aerith. Yikes. <sighs> so yeah, I don't want to foot the bill for AAA games because they want to keep making these hyper realistic games that look crappy in like ten years from now. Yeah, yeah. because photorealism doesn't age well. It man. ages like milk. <laughs> Some of those games you thought were photorealistic at the time trash like those cutscenes, garbage like ugh, why she look like that why she look all awkward when they do like cutscenes and stuff not to mention as these generations go on there's this thing called uh diminishing returns yep you can only get so good looking mm-hmm. and i think we're gonna see that in the ps5 oh definitely like yeah we're gonna see a lot of technical improvements but our game's going to look that different like, for example, the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn is going to be on the PS5. I am, of course, going to buy it because I love Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. I promise you, it's not going to look that different. When that game comes out, I will take footage from both games and do a side-by-side comparison. See how much better those games look and if it is worth the cost of AAA gaming as it is. It's probably going to play better if nothing else. Like, I find that hard to believe, but I mean, you know, I'm willing to be proven not game. Wrong. I'm just surprised like how it actually like runs. Ah, okay. Probably gonna run better. I can see that. Might have more enemies on the field at the time. It's gonna be more fluid. Probably more consistent frame rates. I'm fine with that if they could pull that off. Probably less loading times. If they could do that alone, I'll, I'll concede. We still have loading time. I remember they kept saying, we're not going to have loading times anymore. Every console race we go to, they keep saying that we're not going to have loading times anymore. We're going to just be able to go play straight through. And then Tekken happens. <laughs> uh, get ready for the next battle. <laughs> I don't care how you dress up a loading screen. A loading screen is a loading screen. Yep. God, I thought we were done with loading screens. Wrong. Even though we can be. God of War proves that. It loads one time. And that's it. That's some phenomenal, actually. Yes. That game that game only loads when you boot up the game. And once you get into the action, you will not see another loading screen. I need to play that game. You know what? I'm going to put it on my list. That's on my list of games to play. Especially if it's not that long, too. All you got to do is download it, man. I'm going to download it. I'm going to do it. All right. Now we're at the end of our segment so let's talk about our sound offs which is pretty much us ranting about whatever we want about video games <sighs> do you have anything you want me yes. to go first yes i do okay i am tired sick and tired of sony and microsoft sitting across the room with each other <laughs> staring at each other like no you tell those surprise first. no you tell it no you go first. <laughs> no you go first no you go first 
It's like two stupid teenagers going, no, you hang up. Oh, oh no, you hang up. One of you do it. So the other can shut up and tell us what we want to know. Okay, maybe not shut up because I kind of want them to talk. They're already shutting up. You get what I'm saying? Like, why? Why is it so hard for us to have a price by now? All we have is a bunch of rumors. Some say the PS5 is going to be $700. Another one's like, it's going to be 300 Another one's going to be 400 450 500 Just tell me what it's going to cost. Not because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I need to save up money. I'll have it if it's worth it. I've I've said on several occasions, if that PS5 is under $500, which is what I think it's going to be, but if it's under 500, we're gonna go pick it up with a clown nose on day one. And now Xbox got these rumors going around. They're gonna have like the Xbox One Series X 360s. Stop it! Stop it! The whatever one, the small one, the mini Xbox S Series S. It's gonna be like two, three hundred dollars cheap. Yeah, that's actually a really good price point. I'm surprised if that's actually the real prices. Like, I don't care if it's all digital. I do not care. Yeah, at this point, I'm like, care. if it's all digital, I'm I'm okay with that. Like, whatever. Gimme. I will buy you for that price. But my only caveat is it can't have this whole, like, you need the disc to play old games. Like, I'm not with that. Because that would suck. Well, I mean, that that's that's a huge deal breaker since, uh... God, I can't play a disc. <laughs> exactly. Like I hope they don't do that one of those things. Like they need to be have the backwards compatibility be not contingent on having the disc. Like if they're gonna do this whole digital thing only or try to like pass this off, they need to figure out a way to do this without needing discs. I mean, why don't they just take a disc and download the file or something? There are ways, I think. Yeah. But you know, Microsoft can only do so much because Microsoft point is I want a number. Not a ballpark. Not a, not a guess. Especially coming out this this holiday season. I wish you understood how upset I was when I saw this entire PlayStation thing and it's like all this sleek stuff when they show us that ugly console. I stand by <laughs> being ugly. and It ugly? And they were just like, here's the PlayStation 5. All right, where's the price? Where's the price? We're all waiting for that price. And then you see the last, the last slides. Oh, okay. They're, they're gonna, they're gonna just surprise us with it. The stream <laughs> is over. <laughs> Where's the price, Sony? Where's the price? The Sony? price is inside your heart. We all have the price. I feel like that is that is something Kojima would tell me. <laughs> like we all have the price inside of us. Right. The price was inside of you all along. <laughs> well, my work here is done, but you didn't tell us anything. Goodbye. Sony's over here like, well, how much is the is the console, Sony? How much is your gaming worth? <laughs> Yikes. I asked how much the console is. And I asked how much <laughs> is your gaming worth? <laughs> So yeah, that's that's my gripe with gaming today. All right, um, my sound off is unfortunately a lot of these um, online streaming expos to circumvent the fact that we don't have E3 this year. Not the most well planned, a lot of them, and I get it. We have a little bit of time to do this stuff, but they're not showing good games. That's my real gripe, really. Like, out of all the ones we've had so far, it's been like a good seven or eight of these things that come out, and they're not really showing anything of value, really. Ooh, EA's was such trash. Ugh, like, come on. EA's was such, and it was patronizing. Of course. They were like, if you find these cool golden letters, then you get to have one of free EA games on Steam. Yuck. I wish you'd have sat and watched some of it. I'm not even... They're going to be subtly hidden throughout the whole conference. Stop it. (laughs) Puts a mug up and there's a golden letter. Oh, my God. So keep an eye out so you can get you a free Steam game. Stop it. That's not how it went. You're lying. You just lying on EA. (laughs) I don't believe you. That's all right. I'll show you. (laughs) 
when this is when we're done broadcasting i will show you but yeah that's my time i've just these they're not showing you good games like this is the perfect time to just have trailers only and we haven't seen really any good trailers really for the last what two weeks they've been doing these so because they suck hopefully somebody saves this whole like thing it's like e3 was like a crutch for everybody all nintendo gotta do is drop a direct just drop a direct that's it you won you were going to be the winner by default. They were supposed to be the chosen ones. Yeah. But yeah, that's my that's my sound off. That's all I have to say. Well, that sounds like that wraps up our show for today. What do you guys think of these expos that are garbage? <laughs> do you also think they are garbage? Let us know what you think in the comments of anything we've talked about here today. Follow our social medias and our Facebook don't forget to like and subscribe share this with your friends they probably have their own gripes too and want to just chat it out with us and uh i think that's it yep all right pretty much and we'll see you guys later